0: Entrance into the power of God. And what are the scriptures that resonated with you? John fourteen. And what does it say? You 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 can just say what you understand by because you know, when you talk about scriptures, it doesn't have to be that you are putting it verbatim, you know. You, you know, some of us may be graced to do that. But the important thing is that you know what the scripture says. So someone tell me what that is there. Please get, get your microphones, choir, and distribute your microphone. I'm sure you have been enjoying yourselves. Come on now. Can I tell you that this year's um, Holy Ghost Convention every year for the past 33 years has its own areas of emphasis and revelation. But this year's one, I tell you this, I can say we have reached the height of it. We have reached the height of it. We have reached the height of it because The way God communicated the scriptures to us answers every question. Don't bring big table for me. I just need a stool here, from that room there. Yes, in the room there. Just get me a stool beside me. So, this is the height of it, and I think we, you will tell me by our discussion. So, what year did you learn?
1: Evidence of loving Jesus Christ um, is by obeying his commands. And when you love Jesus Christ, it also shows that you love God the Father.
0: So that, that's very good. Why is it that many Christians do not operate the power of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit? You ask, answer me from you sit down. Somebody has to talk now. Someone said, Faith, to enter, to be able to get to the, to enter into the gates of power, what do you need? Excuse me. To love the Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord with all, with all, and with all. So love the Lord your God with your heart, with your mind, with your soul. Isn't it? So what we learned, that's alright What we learned in our first lecture Which is How do you get to the entrance of God's part? Not entering it But how do you get to the entrance? It is love God, loving Jesus Don't, don't, don't mix it for you to be, to be able to love Jesus Christ, to be able to be credit worthy, you must truly love Jesus. And what God did on Monday was to challenge your love for Jesus. Isn't it? And so the first one says, the first John, the first chapter of John we read in 14 says, If you love me, you will do what? What did he say you will do? I don't want you to put it on the board unless I tell you. I want to just make sure you really understood and you remember. Because this is the prem- premise upon which we are going to pray. So Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey what? Good. The first one is you will be my command. And that command, what is the reward that he said, if you obey my command, this is what will happen. No. No. Oh yeah, my father will love you. Yes. No. Not make his home. You see, can I say this to us, church? Can I say this to us? You know, this is the way you get um, power from God. When you hear the word, you are, you are not able to sleep. You go back to the word and read it again and again until it makes meaning the reason why many believers who come to church they are hearing, 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 hearing hearing, and little manifestation in their personal life is this you hear, you go, you forget am I talking to you now? I told you that some of you love to watch um, films love to watch um, movies you call it not films movie they call it movie nice, isn't it but I have a different love if I have a spare time I want to read more of the scriptures or I want to listen to somebody who knows what he's saying about the Bible talking okay. that's what I occupy my time with because every time that you spend is gone from your life forever You cannot re-spend that time. And we're living in the world in a limited period. And what you manifest in this period is the only thing that is substantive in your life. So so you understand me. So the time you spend and I spend on Earth is so limited. okay, get me table and put your cloth on it. That's what Mommy said. Quick, 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 get me a table, please. I want us to really get it because it's not holding many meetings with you. You don't worry, they will you don't worry, they get it sorted. So, it's not having meetings and meetings and meetings and meetings that is important to me. The Lord told us we are about to be visited. All right? We all agree. Jesus is going to visit us 2024. prima facie period. And He said between July to December, I should take you through what is salvation so that you can be sure you are truly born again. All right, and then take you through you know the rudimentaries of salvation, doctrine of faith, resurrection, judgment, and all stuff like that. And that's where we are now that we have come into the Holy Ghost Convention. And Holy Ghost Convention is a convention to empower you. A Christian without manifestation has no place. In the kingdom because God cannot use you for many things. So but then what Holy Spirit is now probing among us is the reasons why many Christians don't manifest God. So if I teach you one thing on on on, on, on Monday and I repeat it again and again for five days, I'm not too much in theology. The women should get something to cover this for me, please. Now put it here. Thank you. Yeah, leave it. This is interesting because what I plan for today, Holy Ghost is offsetting it. Leave it like this, just central, it should be central around me. This is center, this is my belly, perfect. Just put clothes on it. There is no such thing as perfect or not perfect. I just want cloth on it. Can you not spread this completely openly complete? Yes, so they have to do this because we did not factor this in our program. The Holy Spirit just changed the method today, and I can recognize what the Holy Spirit is about, and that's why those of you who are watching us are just watching. All these things, they are symbolic. You, know, you may put it just on the side there so that it wouldn't block my face. Thank you so much. Beautiful. So, I'm fully covered. If you have another flower, you can put it here to make it symmetrical. No, 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 no. The women should take care of that. Or else we're going to bring a pyramid flower here. I need a, a woman, they know that if they get another flower, it will, be, it will be cylindrical like this. Or else we just, that's why she put the one they had in the center. <laughs> I think we are learning something. The way God created woman and man is so different. Man can just do everything. Yaw, yaw. And women, they know how to put the finishing touches to what is. Okay, so now, this is what's the focus of this Holy Spirit this meeting. On Monday I taught you about what is the topic? Entrance into the power of God. That is the entrance into the power of God. And the key lesson we learned there is that for you to be able to enter through His gate, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your mind, with all your Soul, I would call your heart. Yes? So recover your heart, your soul, and your mind. Then, we looked at John, isn't it? So the first John, you said, is what? 14? All the Johns are 14? Except the last one. So we looked at 14, Twenty one. And what did he say? What do you learn from that? Thank you so much. See, they are coming with it now. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Holy Spirit loves beautiful things. I wonder the the the, the flowers in heaven, I wish all of you would see it. You know, it's so. Yeah, you can make this this way. And that's enough for me. Yes. Okay, good. You can take that away. That's alright. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Amen. God will decorate your life, see? So, now, I want us, I want to believe that you really know what God is saying. So, what did we learn really in that verse 21? Take it out of the screen. Take the verse 21 out of the screen. Okay, good. So, what was the first thing mentioned in 21? You, you, you started giving us here, isn't it? If you love me, or he who loves me will obey my command, yes, and then what will happen to him? Look at your notes. Look at your notes. So, whoever loves me, Jesus said, it's not by lip service, it is by you obeying my commands. Whoever has my command and obey them, he is the one who loves me. Yes? So whoever loves me will obey my command. Yes? And then what did he say will happen? He who look at your your notes, Father will love him. And then, You remember the precedence I told you. You you can't love God. You can't love the Holy Spirit. But you can love Jesus. That's the reason why God, the Trinity God, made Jesus and put Jesus in a position that you can have pity on Him. You can remember all the price He paid to go to the cross. And because you can see the is tangible, Jesus is tangible, part of the he Godhead. So because you knew all what he went through, you can now have emotional connection. Do you get it now? So that's why Jesus said it that. Anybody who has his own command and obeys them is the one who truly loves him. And I told you, you are supposed to go home on Monday and check all decisions of life you have made. That is contrary to the command of Jesus. And cancel those decisions. Am I talking to you? Every decision you have made in life. You sit down because you are alone in your house. And you look at yourself. That's the practical thing that should happen to you after Monday. If you have not done that, do it now. Because the conclusion of Monday tells you that. And on Tuesday... So the command of, the, of Christ or what he says and decisions that you have taken or intend to take that is contrary to the command, you have also Lord I can see now. I'm no more doing that. Or I reverse that. Because the Bible says that if you truly love him, you will obey his command. Then not you the benefit of it. Is there anybody that God sees that just out of love for Jesus began to obey the commands of Jesus? The Father will just love the person. So your love for Jesus is not just a mouth talk. It is an action. It is an action that follows your confession, that will trigger the Father to truly gravitate towards you. And you know something. When the Father loves you, the Son will follow. The Holy Spirit will follow. I we together now, and then there is something Jesus said there. In conclusion, I will what? You are looking at the board. Eh? It's harvest I can see on that board. I will. I'm not hearing from this section. Uh, yes, I will show myself or reveal myself. Don't forget it. There are two things that, that were, well, well, you know, resolute words on Monday. And they come from two verses only. The first one, 21, and the second one, 23. Pull it on the board now, please. 21 says, Whosoever has my command and obey them, is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father. In other words, once the Father recognizes a person on earth that truly loves Jesus, the Father gravitates towards him instantly. You will draw the Father's heart. So the Father does not have option in this matter. The Father cannot say, "Oh, I will, I may not." No. Once you fall in love with Christ, by obeying His commands, you pull the heart of the Father. Anyone, either child or adults, he has nothing to do with ministry. But you see, that love is demonstrated by a heart that does not want to offend God. Truly. A heart that is not deceitful to himself. A heart that checks the things he had done and the things he had decided. And look at, is it in line with the commands of the Lord? Anything that was contrary to the command of the Lord over my dead body, it will not happen to me. I will not do it. As a fact, so once that heart is made up, you draw the Father's heart away. And I told you, you know, I've shared with you some time ago that the father, I was in the presence of the father sometime. And he was discussing with me. And one thing he said to me, do you know why I love you? I said, Lord, why? He said, because you love my son. And there, my heart as a father too, you know, manifested that truly. If I see anyone who really loves my children, and you wish my children all were your good wish. What do you think we have? I would love you especially. Because the the Son of God is the inheritance of God. So, and the Lord said here that, if my father now loves you, I too will love you and I will show. Why can't we see him? Why can't we see him? Our love life needs to be checked. Because this scripture is correct, it's true. it is true. You know one of the things that the devil had done to this present age Christianity he had adulterated Christianity so much, and people are giving Christianity their own personal interpretation and that's why you have a bunch of talkers, but few who oh, can. am I talking to you? I give you many illustrations. Why you cannot be justified before God if you do not obey His command? So, in that first scripture, obey my command. That means you love me. And Father will gravitate towards you. Not only that, the Son will follow, the Holy Spirit will follow. Wherever the Son is, the Holy Spirit is there. And then, is the beginning of Revelation. It's the beginning of Revelation. But the second one says, "If anyone loves me, he will obey my." I remember I told you to take to 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 recognize the singularity of that word, isn't it? Isn't it teachings? My teaching. So there is command, and there is teaching. Command is a direct instruction. Teaching is explanation that led to the instruction. Some of you they say that the Bible of the Sower, you don't know it. Oh, uh, you you don't give accurate information about it. And you're a Christian. Even you may be a pastor. Don't corner you and say, Pastor, tell me what is the Bible of the Sower they just taught us in my Sunday school what is the parable of the sower? you know the teachings of Jesus Christ are always in parable so it means that you want to leave this place and read Matthew Mark Luke and John again and again and again inclusive to what you are reading daily because you only have four chapters to read a day four chapters is just within a snapshot five minutes you have read it Some of you. Let me tell you how you can read in five minutes. My own Bible has a woman who speaks in the Bible. They call her AI. Once I open the scripture, I put the woman on and she starts reading the gospel according to Saint Mark chapter one and it's able. And when she's reading, I'm following. When I see a scripture that is relevant to some of my messages, I pause, I copy it, and I go to that message, I paste it, and I write on it. This woman will read the Bible for you. Four chapter within five minutes. And if you're a curious person, a slow reader like myself, ten minutes is too much for you to read. Four chapter. What I'm saying is that, go and study what did Jesus teach. Can you imagine a Muslim meets you and says that, Oh, I've been hearing about Jesus. Can you tell me some of his teachings? Whereas in the most they have just taught him wrong parable of Jesus. As a Christian, we must know the teachings of Christ. Because lack of the knowledge of his teaching means the love of the Father for us will be affected. And you really want him to make it home with you? He says, If if you love me, you will obey my teaching. My Father will love you and we will come to Him and make our home with Him. So the first one says, I will show myself to you. The second one says that we will come and make a abode with you. So that's the first thing God, the Lord Jesus told us through His Holy Spirit on Tuesday. We don't want to be Christians that we just passed through this world, and there's nothing to be written about us that he was a good fellow. Then our eternity, what happens? We want to be Christians who, when we pass this world, like doctors, people can give testimony. This is what God used him to do for me. This is what God used this man to do for me. This is what God used this person to do for me. And your own life, too, is a testimony to follow. Am I talking to you? The way you speak, the way you interact with people, your intelligence, your level of wisdom and knowledge should be exemplary. In any place you are, office, school, neighbor, neighborhood, you should be exemplary in everything. And this is what the Lord started this conference with us. That is the entrance into the power of God, and of course, you know, in closing, the Lord spoke about John five fifteen, nine to ten, which is quite interesting. As the father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my and lo- this is strange because it's too so easy, <laughs> it's too so easy for Christians. You know, the, the the word of God is always confirmatory, it confirms himself. He it started with obey my command and it's ending with obey my command. Because that is what is important to Jesus. Before your tithing and offering. You know, there are some people who have mixed understanding about tithe or offering. And they argue the word of God. None of my members should do that. Because I'm the general overseer and the founder of CFT by the grace of God. And I pay my tithe of everything, even more than my tithe. If I do that, if you say you belong to CFT, you can't do any other thing because the Bible says that you should emulate your leader. That's what Hebrew says. If you don't emulate your leader, you don't have part in the unction of God upon my life, or oh, my calling, is quite simple. It means that you are in a in a in a in a, in a in a in a in a barren land yourself. You have no covering at all, because what your covering does is what you do, and that's what can make you operate in what is operating. So i thing saying that what, what does a person do, and this is what I'm teaching you. Am I talking to you? The Bible says, bring all your tithes to my storehouse. Say, Will you man rob God? Yeah, you rob me. I don't want to be a robber before God. It's the command. So anybody who comes to Christ with tabernacle or who listens to me across the globe, one thing you must know is this. You must obey the command of God in the Bible. Even if some people teach contrary, let man be a liar. And let God be true. Because let me give you a common sense scenario. What about if someone says that this command is not necessary. And you follow. And you find out that that is the command with which God will judge you after death. You will not be able to come back. Amen, amen. But everything God said is good. It's good. If you do good things until you die. Let's assume that it is not, you know you know, the the real thing. But it's good. And goodness is good. But however, Jesus has said it. Whoever has my command and obeys them is the one who loves me. Then he went further to say, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. That's just saying that, look, the Father, the love of the Father to the Son it's not different from the love of the Son to you. Everybody who accepts Jesus Christ, the love of Jesus is so available to you. Really, the love of the Father has protected us from many things, helped us in many things. Now, now that we now, when we didn't know Him, now that we now know Him, the Father expects us to really respond. When we are reckless in, in the world, and we just take our life lightly and you know, anything anything goes, God was still hovering over us. He doesn't worry much. Because we were ignorant. But now that we now know him, it would be very strange for us not to love him. It will be very strange for us to love ourselves by pursuing things that will perish at the expense of things that is eternal. So as to making life difficult for ourselves, those who pursue things that will perish at the expense of the eternal God? They always suffer for nothing. That's a place your prayer part, takes part. But that's a place where relationship with God is the utmost, not your prayer. Is the relationship with God is the utmost, not your prayer. You know, we are expecting the visitation of the Lord Jesus in 2024, as He had told us. And He will visit us. I say he will visit us. (laughs) The Son of Man will visit this house. Everywhere we are across the globe, he will visit us. But your heart condition must be what I'm telling you. How am I talking to you now? And so he said that, you know, as the Father loves me so I love you, now remain in my love. How? If you obey my command, you will remain in my love. How do you remain in the love of God? It's command. Obey the command of Jesus. Let me say something to you. There are many prayer networks going on all over the world. Many prayer networks. If you're a member of CFT and you go to another prayer network, it's your business Is It's your business. I, the prayer that we are praying in this house, I would I have decided to do like them just to make money off people. And I will isolate it from the church and begin to just bring your problem only. God will, God will, God will solve it. You know, if I do that, God will be solving people's problems, But all that work, all that prayer, when we come before Jesus, is zero. Because God does not want me just to be praying for people. He wants me to teach people how to pray to Him. He doesn't just want me to be operating a word of knowledge and telling you fortunes. He wants me to teach people how to do the same thing. That's what Jesus sent us. That's what He sent us. I'm telling you. You may see thousands gravitating towards all those rubbish prayers. Just need, 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 need minded. He's not of God. Jesus never did that. No apostle did that. So what Jesus does not do, apostle does not do it. If anybody does it, be careful. Be careful. If those who don't believe in Jesus gather themselves and they begin to pray in the name of Jesus, you, you will see miracles happen. Not because of them, but because of the name. So you cannot be fooled. You must identify with the prayer that you know will build your spirit man up. Not just somebody praying and demonstrating testimonies and table full of papers of people's requests. You are not God. There is no that is done in the Bible. It cannot be practiced under Christ's faith tabernacle. People bring prayer, they put all the letters. All those things they put, they have the words, they write themselves and just pile it up because they know that when people see piles of uh, papers, pass call requests, they will begin to gravitate towards it. It's another way of enslaving mankind. God is not in it. Am I talking to you? If you have one hour to to, to pray, people should learn from the scriptures that are read, from where your prayer comes And if you have a time to teach them You will never see the apostles Just conduct prayer like that Without teaching the word of God It's not possible Because it is not prayer that matters It is Jesus that matters It is Jesus that matters. You know I'm not hungry And if I'm hungry no problem You know what I'm telling you our focus is not on what we make from you or from man, but our focus is what we will make you in Christ. For me to live is Christ. A time is coming that the places where we will hold meeting will not take human beings, and is at, is at the door. because heaven will ring the bell. And those who are of God's spirit will begin to look for the places and the Spirit of God will bring them to those places who are preparing people for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You are more than what you think you are. The rule of engagement is love God with all your heart. Obey His command and His teaching. And you know, the second day we looked at Something very interesting. What is the topic of second day? Yes, let's read together. Look at your sermon note and read it. If you don't say, if you don't have sermon note, spy from the person who has. <laughs> Hallelujah! Isn't it? Uh, you spying, but make sure you tell them that can I spy from your notes so that you not establish uh, copyright infringement. Uh-huh. Operating in the power of God. The first day is the entrance into the power of God. The second day is operating in the power of God. And I'm not talking about you can operate in the power of God. Every one of us can. Once you are born again, the next thing is for you to operate. In the power of God. That's the reason why, if you say you are a Christian and you cannot operate in the power of God, then something is sincerely wrong. It's sincerely wrong. The power is given to you already. Jesus says in Matthew chapter twenty-eight, verse eighteen, "All powers in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go." And yet, some Christians are still praying. They are still afraid of, uh, or they still have the, knows all this idea that, you know, there is somebody after me, uh, I am cursed by whatever curse, you know, all the stuff. Do you know why? Those Christians who have those mentality do not have an instructor who hears from heaven. They are not testimonies of the men who have encountered our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because, and neither do they know the word of God. Because the word of God is not subject to social development or or, or you know um, civilization dispensations. The word of God is not subject to all these things. AI can be AI. It's the business of AI. They might the people who in the Stone Age had the word of God. Because the Stone Age has, Stone Stone Age has changed to industrialization does not change the word of God. That word of God that was for Stone Age, is still the same thing for for Bro's Age, it's still the same thing for industrialization, industrial age. And when we get away from all these things, and if Jesus says stories, they will not be talking about Industrial anymore. They are going into AI and they are going to computerizing operations. The word of God is the only instrument that is the same today, yesterday, today, and forevermore. That's the reason why an ignorant cannot pray God's power. I'm talking about ignorance as in the terms of world education. Stark illiterate cannot pray the operate power of God. Am I talking to you? So therefore, God emphasized to us that what you need is faith. Isn't it? Come on now, what do you need to operate the God's power? Faith. But when we talk about faith like that, some people say, I have faith. But we discover that in the book of Luke chapter, in the book of um, uh, uh, Mark I suppose. Yes, the epileptic boy. Yeah, we discover that the, the disciples took this boy, I think from verse 19 or so. They took this boy and they were praying over the boy. Who who had symptoms of epilepsy, but his condition is not epilepsy. He was robbed by a spirit, a spirit that robbed him from speech. Bible calls it, which is the right diagnosis. But the function and the the um, you know symptoms look like epilepsy. And the Bible says the disciples surrounded the boy and began to pray. And they prayed for hours. The boy was manifesting, demons was manifesting, but they are still there. They are still there. They were conducting deliverance instead of casting out demons. Someone says that is is casting out demons different from deliverance? Sure. Sure. The Bible says about Jesus, with with a word he cast out devils. And the apostles who followed them with a word, they cast out devils. So what is wrong with our own era, or era, whichever one you call it? Our predecessors cast out demons by a command, and we are praying over the opposite. Can you can you can we call ourselves the same thing with those people? No, something is really wrong with the church. We are not sent to be conducting deliverance. Cast demon out when you see him, and demon must obey you. If demon does not obey you, then you have have a problem. But let me tell you, why am I saying this? It's because I want you to get out of all those stuff and go to higher realm. Operating the power of God. Building relationship that befits God. So that God is first and the last. He's all in all with you. And you will see how easy it is to rebuke a neighbors. Do you agree with me, and I'm sure you will, that somebody who loved Jesus so much, and Jesus revealed himself to him, and the Father and the Son, they manifest with him. You know, your mind cannot be wandering as it used to wander, isn't it? Before we go born again, we wander in the wonderland. When we are just young Christians, sit down and stay wandering us in wonderland. And the moment we begin to eat flesh and then we go to bone cracking of the word of God. I think Satan will look at the mind and see that there is no element there. He will run away from us. And at that time we are ascending higher and higher in the manifestation of power. And when we talk about faith, we are not talking about presumption. So a lot of Christians are not operating in faith, but they were presuming. And so those disciples in Mark 9, they were just presuming. They are living in presumption. And so they believe they have the the, the power and authority. They believe they can do this. And when Jesus came, Jesus said, Oh, unbelieving generation, how long will I. In another word, you make me powerless with unbelief. You disguise. I don't know whether it is after then he gave them power or before then, Luke 10 and and 10. I said, Okay, now let me show you how he's done. I, I'm sure that if you look at the, the um, history of the scriptures, it's most probably after them because they came to ask him, why couldn't we cast it out? Okay. So, And they told him that you eat too much and you don't pray. When I pray, you are sleeping, you see. That's the reason why you can cast these demons out. Hallelujah. And we see how people like that, in church you sleep, at home you sleep. And if anytime they say in Jesus' name, your whole response is Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. And then when they say in Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. At least you are saying amen. This is something you agree with us, and we do the rest of the job. And Paul we'll Paul plant apple was water. Uh, so if you look at the scenario therefore, You will discover that when Jesus now gave them the power, they operated in Luke 9 and 10, the 12 in Luke 9 and the 72. They came back, the 72, and said, even demons, so they must have remembered the demon that they were struggling with. Hmm? Am I talking to you now? Before they said to Jesus that even demons submit to us, Jesus, us, we cast out demons. And Jesus looked at them <laughs> and said, Guys, that's why I give you the power, you see. But well, that power is temporal. After that, you can't just go and cast out the until you are endued with power. That is, until you put on the clothes called the Holy Spirit. So, but they went and they did it. And their faith really was not involved now because Jesus just gave the grace, you know. So they were so excited that they cast out demons. That time they did not pray for demon possessed. They cast out demons. They command and demons left. But in chapter chapter 9 of uh, Mark, they were praying and conducting deliverance. Anybody who's listening to me, that you join them to be praying over what is not. Calling it deliverance, you better get out from that place, my friend. Enter into the power of God so that you will be like Christ and like the apostles. And when we are praying over demon possessed, we are we are praying, we are conducting deliverance. What about if all the bunch of witches in in you, in, in uh, your area just come to your church one day and say that we want to accept Jesus? So there will not be service. There will not be service. Even there are some people who could do. They conduct deliverance service. Can you imagine? And people go there because they are devil minded. They don't know Jesus. They didn't know you because you said, if the Son therefore make you free, you are free indeed. I wonder what you are now doing. What for the person Jesus said free indeed? You are now doing what? Unsettling him, you are binding him back? That's what's going on. Conducting deliverance for what for, for, for what reason? You mean the blood of Jesus cannot save completely? You mean Jesus was metaphorically speaking when he said, If I set you free, you'll be free indeed. If somebody will conduct deliverance from another person, in what name will he be praying? Excuse me, somebody. Is it not the name Jesus? When they pray, they are saying they are casting out demons. What are they, with what name do they cast out demons? Is it not? The name of what? The name of who? The name of who? The name of who? So, what is wrong with your own mouth? That that name in your own mouth cannot cast out the demon in you except in their own mouth. I mean, you get me now. Excuse me. You are born again. I am born again. And you claim that you have demons. And you claim that you can't cast the demon out. And you came to me. What do you expect me to do that you cannot do? Is there any privilege God has given me that He has not given to you? No. No. If anybody believes it, you are a liar. You have been deceived. Is heaven only available to apostle or to deliverance minister? No. Heaven is available to all who believe in his name. The Bible says, Whosoever shall believe in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Upon Mount Zion, there shall be what deliverance. Are you on Mount Zion or where are you? We are all on Mount Zion. Am I talking to you? And then if they will rebuke and the spirit will come out, it could be better. But they did not prescribe to you like a, a, a GP. Like when GP give you um um no no, no 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 antibiotics. That's you know, GP will tell you that antibiotics you use it for seven days and it will work but I think pastors and ministers should do better than GP when it comes to their field because GP is doing his own field according to what is written GP follow what is written for antibiotics isn't it that's a prescription a GP cannot tell you that go and take this antibiotic the first drug you take you will be okay isn't it they will tell you not to stop it until you finish the course And Jesus said in our own manual that if you have faith in me, you will cast out devils. It didn't say you will pray out devils. So somebody who said I'm standing for Jesus that is praying for people so that demons will come out of them for days or hours. Something has gone wrong because that is not the prescription Jesus gave. In my name you will cast out. It didn't say you will pray out devils. So, if anybody really is born again and you have Christ, if you go and put your head down for people to be praying over demons, Satan deceived you and deceived that person. Deceived both of you. And this meeting, Holy Ghost Convention, is for you and I to enter into that faith. Faith operate the power. Faith. Faith in the name you must you must garbage all what you have believed different from this, because I began by telling you that if you whoever loves me and has my command and obeys them is my own that's the one who really loves If you love me, you will obey my teaching to so all the teachings that some of you have got across on the tele on the television on the which I mean there, that is different from what I'm saying Just garbage it You have two options Remain there and be as you are till death Or garbage it And follow the scripture And in no time You'll be operating the power of God In a way that it will be humbling to the devil You'll be operating the power of God When Jesus said it in Mark, Mark 16, 17, He did not mean his words Am I talking to you? So therefore, we looked at faith and then we ended up on faith by recognizing what hinders believers from operating faith, really. Waves of doctrine does, of course, what Paul said in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of weaknesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us. All your brain of all those dogs. You know, let me tell you this, Church. I'm so happy. Excuse me. You you expect something so mysterious I want to tell you. <laughs> I'm so happy. You know I'm happy. During this period of Holy Ghost Convention, the Lord allowed me or directed me to begin to watch some, some, some programs on, on the YouTube. And I watched the programs that I will be giving all of you to study for your home group. For your home group. I'm so happy. Because, you see, my calling is dedicated to the Word, preach the Word, uh, com- um, to, dedicated to reading the Word, preaching the Word, and of course, healing the sick, cast that devil and all stuff like that. All right. So because God gives the ministry gift to build up the church I build you up, and you too can. When the devil uh, put on a white gown, and then his eyes is blue, and then it looks like an angel. You can see that. Do you have blue eye like Gabriel? And though you are putting on white gown like Michael, but I know who is behind it. I ridicule Satan. And then the white gown change to black and he flies away. And so that is why I'm going to be raising you guys. But, however, you need to recognize this. There are some things that hinder you from manifesting faith. And that's what Hebrew dealt with. Since we are surrounded by a cloud of weakness, let us now throw away everything that hinders us. All doctrines that you know that is different from these scriptures that I'm teaching you. At least I mean, you should if you have problems problem believing me, all right, and what I'm teaching, you should also believe because of what I have encountered and what God has used me to do. Jesus said it. Believe me for what God has used me to do. And I didn't do all those long, long stuff. I just did what the Bible says and I did those things. Believe me for the encounters of heaven that I have seen. The Lord a number of times, he has revealed himself to me. And you are witnesses. And many of them who teach all those things have been encountering. So God left them to labor well over what you should have commanded because they did not have the knowledge of God in their contemplation. <laughs> I was teaching. I was ministering in um, sorry that I have to stand up because I can't do without standing. If I sit down too much there are some people who, who have the gift of interpretation of tongues here. What I just said now is that If you sit down A sick man Is always uh, this addict to sick man If a sick man sit down hmm, His sickness will sit with him And gangrene That's what I've just said I was ministering in a church At Igondo I told you about the Igodo church During this week the place where the Lord told me to take the word and Paul That church I was ministering there, during my crusade there. <laughs> I want to talk about deliverance ministry. At that time, I had a television program in Lagos, and it was so broadly watched. Some people were communicating with me that, Ah, Apostle, we thank God for you at last. We have had too much lies. And we began to be confused that, Ah, as the gospel changed, these are old school people. You know? So, some ministers who love my teaching, but they are deliverance ministers. And they believe that I preach against deliverance ministers. Or I hate deliverance. That's what the notion they are. So, they came in their company to come and ridicule me in my meeting. Pastor Dapper was there. So, and as I was teaching them on the supremacy of the name of Jesus, you know, for ministers, that's what I always love to teach them. that this name has power now? This name is not Alfred Williams. You confront devil in my name, he will finish you straight away. No man's name under heaven can confront the devil. But the name Jesus Christ of Nazareth You see, my passion is just that. You should know that name. And nobody should tell me that it is less in potency. I cannot believe that. Because the Bible didn't tell me that. It is a matter of you. If it is not potent in your lips, it's your problem, not the problem of the name. The name is potent in today. In today. So... As God will have it, a madman walked into the building. It's a cathedral, not as big as this. And the madman was walking maddening. He was madman going on the street. Holy Ghost, only God knows how it happened. On the street there, turned him to the church. And from the back, the madman came in. And he was talking jazz. He was talking jazz. He was wild. With torn clothes. You know madman in Africa, I told you, they are the one we know about torn clothes. Anybody's wearing torn jeans, I'm so sorry for you, you need deliverance. So. <laughs> and that deliverance is you who deliver yourself from that spirit that is tearing your clothes. It's for mad people. Torn jeans is for mad people. Oh yes. Oh yes, absolutely. I don't have I don't have apology to, to it. For, unfortunately, Christians are not going to, to 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 design all the Christians who did design is, is there a to open industry to be designing clothes that are sensible. You allow satanic people to be designing clothes and giving it to you to to dictate. I mean, someone should go and do that. Just design, you know, call your own sanity and make sure that everything there is. (laughs) Hallelujah. So the madman was coming in and he was coming in. The ministers rushed and kept on teaching. And so at that time, people were shocked. They didn't know what to do. There was chaos all over the place. And he came straight away, coming to the front. And when he got, like, to just where the camera is, and I was here, I said, sit down. And he somersaulted. Fell on his back to the ground. I said, listen to me, everybody. The deliverance ministers were shaking. They were shaking and i kept on preaching the when i say sit down to that demon i know that nobody born him to talk if he talk he will go to hell before his time i am speaking and demon is speaking that is abomination i'm teaching the word of the living god and satan wants to speak it is abomination he, he carries arms, he carries a uh, scotlass. It's useless to me. The authority of God can paralyze the nerves of a man. And all the instruments he carries, weapons will fall down and the hand will paralyze. Are you listening? That is your God. Whether you are young or old, you can walk in the same place. If you see his anointing 19- I would talk about anointing on, on Friday. Let me tell you, if you say it's anointing, you also have that anointing. What I'm teaching you is the roadmap to operate the power of God. How am I talking to you? I preached well in my heart. I said, those demons are the ones that didn't wait in heaven to hear a message. They will hear it now. As he was sitting down, <laughs> When I moved towards him, I said, shh. He said, hmm. When I finished preaching, teaching about the supremacy in the name, the power in the name of Jesus. I said, you false pretty, get out. And the man went to the ground. He was sitting down, ba on the ground. Like he slapped his head. <laughs> I just took my Bible. I said, Pastor Daphne, come on, let's go. Because they were looking at him. When I release the word of God, I don't, it's not my duty to see whether it is done. It is the duty of God of the word. You know when he said, let there be light, and the Lord said, he, and then the Lord perceived that it was so. When you release the word of God, it is the duty of the God of the world to make it happen. you walk away, that is what is called faith in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's what is called faith. I took my Bible. and said, follow me. The apostle was my son. I said, follow me. And you know, we went in for break. Of course, African break. He had some good food. <laughs> and I need it when I'm preaching. So we ate all the good food. But what happened is that intercessors came. And I said, you just stand around him. When he gets up, take care of him. And they said when we left, they go. by the time we came back, we saw the man. They had given him new clothes. He was sitting down in the front, and he told them his name. He remembered his address. He remembered the name of his wife and children, and they wrote everything down. And the man who was wild is now so calm, because the name of Jesus is is his strong tower the righteous run into it and they are saved that's the name you believe in don't let anybody lie to you that you need to do something to help the name when god said to moses that rod if pharaoh challenges you throw it down moses was challenged by pharaoh he threw the rod down the rod became a serpent. Became a serpent. And Pharaoh said that what the chief magician said. Hey! And two magicians came and they threw their rod down and they became serpents too. Did you hear that Moses helped his rod? No, he left the rod alone. When you command in the name of Jesus, leave Jesus alone to make it happen. It has nothing to do with your, your you anymore. This is where the deliverance ministers go into error. They want to show that they too are doing something. I don't want to help God. Uzar tried, and he was smitten dead. And they called that place, Perez Am I talking to you? Do like me. Don't do like them you watch on television. Follow me as I follow Christ. I'm taking you to the forbidden places, and you came out on hot. Did we pray before we entered there? Did I call you to fast at home? Did I ask for that? us to pray for us at all when I took him to the, the, the Satan jungle. Because the word of God is true and so it's too simple for a rational mind to know. He confound the wisdom of this world. When we came back, I said that now, pastors, just like now I'm doing questions with Any one of you have questions concerning what I have thought? And a man came forward. They raised their hands. And I said, You, he came forward and he knelt down and he held my leg. He said, Papa, please forgive us. And my spirit, you know, when you are ministering, your spirit is very active. You are, you know, it's different from when I'm sitting down. (laughs) When I'm sitting down with you or chatting, it's just me. But except sometimes that God will pick up something about you and stuff and I'll tell you. But when I'm ministering, the whole of my Five senses, I think they are more than five. In the spirits are are aglow, they are are aglow. Am I telling you something? But you know what works them in me? My faith in Jesus has no doubt. It doesn't have doubt. What God can do, I don't examine it. just believe it. And he said. I'm sorry. I said, I perceive your deliverance, minister. I said, yes, sir. He said, we are many here. He said, we came because we wanted to antagonize you that you don't believe in deliverance. He said, I was there yesterday when you took the glass of water and you threw it over people and demons were manifesting. They were flying all over the place. Physically, people were jumping into the sky. He said, I saw it. We all saw it. And when we left, we asked ourselves, which kind of man is this? He said, Today, this is a madman now. Look at him, he's a madman now. But he's now to his senses. He said, This one will take us some days to conduct deliverance for him. He said, You commanded, and the spirit left the man. He said, We want that, sir. And I told him, first thing, garbage all what you have in thoughts. Apart from Bible, if any book is written to teach you how to conduct deliverance, and you have it in your house, go and throw it into those dustbin. Read Jesus. How did Jesus do it? How did the apostles do it? Do it like that. At least I'm telling you my own how he did it. And the same way did Jesus did it. And we're not sent to be charging at all demons because Jesus didn't cast out the demons in Israel when he was on earth. Am I talking to you? In the book of John chapter 5, he went into the, into Bethesda that has five colonies, the Bible says (laughs) at that a lot of sick people are there the lame, the blind you know, and they were all there and he went to only one man who had been uh, invalid, the Bible called it, because at that time they didn't have medical name for it it looks like cerebral palsy or degeneration disease the whole of his tendons and muscles are gone to the place whereby the man had become paralyzed and stiff you know like those who have that, those kind of diseases that we see now that eats them up gradually gradually they get weakened and their body begins to cough and you know they can't sit down and they're in a wheelchair and then way so was on the floor and Jesus said to that man do you want to get well but others were there waiting for the angel to stay at water and the man was telling to him he said okay get up pick your pipe and go and instantly all the Muslims and all the attendants got live And the man carried his feet. Just by saying, get up, take your pallet and go home. The body had to obey. Demons in him had to run out. Am I talking to you? That is my Jesus. And it's your Jesus. Don't let anyone tell you different to what I'm telling you. Many deceivers have been sent out by the temple. If Jesus can do it, apostles can do it, apostle Williams can do it, you can do better. Am I talking to you now? I prayed for them. So, it's all about the Holy Ghost convention. Manifestation. Operating the power of God. And we ended up by talking about manifestation of the power. You know something? This is how the Holy Spirit wants us to go. If you look at that Hebrew twelve one and two, there are things we need to deal with in our lives. Of course, in the book of um, the, um, let me look at that. That Mark. That Mark nine nineteen. One thing we will deal with is unbelief. Oh, unbelieving generations, Jesus replied, How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Excuse me, CFT, look at Apostle Williams. Let me tell you this. Before we do this, I said I would tell you. I have a photograph in my pocket. I went to a wedding today. I came here from. You I'm dressed. See the way I'm dressed? You think I just came for Lagos Convention? Oh boy! Yeah, I'm always dressing anyway. Mama always dressed me. She always, she always dressed her boy. You know, we went to wedding, yeah. and in that wedding, mommy and I saw something we have been telling you. The, is it those gentlemen and women that hold themselves and they come before the wife will come? What are they called? And all of them are Christians, born again, question mark. The women, their clothes, some of them, is only here. The whole of this place is open, back open up. Some of them, even their breasts are out like that. Born again Pentecostal Church. I will mention the name of the church. It's one of the most popular churches in London. The boys with plaited hair, hands, they look all like thugs. On that, that brighter tree, they can come. Where is my wife, by the way? Come. I could use my wife or my daughter. Though I've given her, they were holding hands like this, a boy and a girl. Now, when a woman holds the hand of a man like this, what is this for a woman? Call it now. Is the breast? So the hand of the man is held against the breast of the woman, and they are marching in the holy temple of God. From where did that culture come? All of them were half or quarter naked, but here comes the woman in the front, a Muslim. She carried her bouquet, no man with her. Those coming behind had men they are holding. Women are half naked, but this Muslim girl, her clothes up to here, and she put on her hijab and covered her neck as Jewish women do. Mary, the mother of Jesus, that's how she dressed. And she was coming along with them. And she was the most beautiful among all of them. All of us look harassed. but she looked sensible. And I was saying to myself, I was so, so, so um, much um, in my spirit. I I, I pity Jesus so much. That, Lord, how many among the people you died for in our time will go to heaven? Because... If somebody does not have the sense that to open your nakedness, you are already condemned. Because Jesus said that anybody who caused another man to stumble, it is better to tie a milestone on their neck and drown them. And you think you can now enter heaven. It's strange. Certainly, they do not have. They go to churches where they don't teach the word. Even the, the ministers, their eyes are plastered over. And unfortunately, they all gravitate there mob are going to hell the Bible says hell enlarges his appetite daily and many are going into it hell is terrible but here come this woman who is not born again but she has sense common sense She's loyal to her God she does not want to dress in a way that would disgrace her God and she was a better candidate of heaven before all those people who look mad and, and naked. I think if Jesus will appear there, Jesus will credit that Muslim girl better, and he will just ignore those ones who are so-called Christians and go away. well. In my heart, I don't feel it's wrong. Uh-uh. There are murderers who kill people, and in their heart, they feel it's not right, not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met them in Ugiri. We met them in Ugiri every year. They use human being for sacrifice, and when they take their chance, the, the demon will bring the human being. And they believe that that is right. Somebody has to be slaughtered for the for the whole village. God to be at peace. They don't feel guilty in doing it. You're not feeling guilty. in Your heart does not, you know, absorb you from consequence of it. You know, I pitied those people and I pity the pastor who sits over them. And I said to you, CFT Church, I'm going to one place it's called heaven. Behind me are all of you. And step by step we are moving forward. <laughs> everything satan is done not the carrot of the devil we don't see looking onto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith i don't have to look like devil to appease the world no 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 the bible says jesus filled with the holy ghost was led to the wilderness and jesus returned in the power of the holy spirit and in the head of devil rose, and that's where we're going amen you will return in power amen. i say you will return in power amen hallelujah all what my, I want for all of you is two two things I want for you on earth. that when it comes to power of God manifestation come on now nobody can nobody can match you and when it comes to success in your endeavors nobody can match you but if you get the first one the second one will be automatic seeking for the kingdom of God and his not only kingdom of God there is righteousness in it <clears throat> And all these things will be added. Now, so let me just pray now. So we we'll go to that mark and we we'll pray. So the prayer we're going to pray tonight is so straightforward. Number one, unbelief. Oh, unbelieving generation. And the, woman, the man said to Jesus Christ, if you can, he said to Jesus Christ, uh, The, the woman said to Jesus Christ, uh, the man, how we call this, the person woman, the man, said, Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has it been this? From childhood, he said, verse 22, it has often thrown him into fire and water to kill him, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And then Jesus said in verse 23, Shall we read it together? If you can, say Jesus, So, it's my unbelief, want to do it. Our unbelief. He said, everything. Everything. That is a general, it is an open check. Think about things you have been struggling over in life, you couldn't
2: achieve. But you
0: can achieve it. Because Jesus said it. Everything is possible for those who believe. Which means that you and I just faith. The dose of faith that pleases God. Stand upon your feet now. We're going to pray and tell the Lord, I surrender my mind and my heart to you. Help my unbelief. Take away every unbelief from me and give me faith that can please you. Lift up your voice and I begin to pray. Tell the Lord to oh, take away every unbelief. Says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And Jesus says, if you can't say Jesus, everything is possible for those who believe. Him that believe. The angel said to Elizabeth, I know uh, Elizabeth said to Mary, Blessed is he that believeth, for he will see the performance of what the Lord has said. Tell the Lord. Tell the Lord, help
3: my unbelief. Grant me faith that will not doubt. Grant me faith that will not doubt. At the beginning of this church, we
0: have never doubting faith. Never doubting faith. Matthew 21, 21, I tell you the truth, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you say, do what has been done to the fig tree, but you will also say to the mountain, go through yourself in the sea, for all things are possible with them that believe.
3: Pray and tell the Lord, help my unbelief. Heal my mind from unbelief. Deliver my soul from unbelief. In the name of Jesus Christ. Tell the Lord. Tell Him to anoint you with faith. Anoint me 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 with faith. <laughs> Tell the Lord, use me Lord, use me Lord, destroy everything that holds me back. Tell the Lord the time has come for me to move forward, to advance. Jesus said, look at something in your life that have seemed impossible. Tonight, Jesus is saying, all things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. Lord, destroy every altar of unbelief in me. Tell the Holy Spirit, fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit of God. Fill me, Holy Spirit of God. Fill me, Holy Spirit of God. Fill me, Lord. For in Christ Jesus, the law of spirit of life has set you free. Set you free. Set you free. Set you free free from the law of sin and death. Every law of sin and death, I break your control in the name of Jesus. Every soul, you are set free. The covenant. Amen. By the cross of Calvary, I destroy the covenant. Every sitting, evil spirit, out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. For the strangers shall be weary, they will run out of their hibernation. Strangers shall be weary, they will run out of your hibernation. Strangers shall be weary, they will run out of your hibernation. You stranger, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you, The Lord rebuke you. Holy Spirit of God, I pray. Oh God, God, the Holy Spirit, send your fire, send your fire, send your fire, send your fire, send your fire into body, send your fire into soul, send your fire into spirit, send your fire. God, the Holy Spirit, send your fire, 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 send your fire. Send your fire, send your fire, send your fire, send your fire. In the name of Jesus, brother. It was for freedom and it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. No longer to be subject. Every subject you are set free. Every yoke of slavery you are broken. In the name of Jesus, the yoke of the devil is taken away. By the anointing of God, Satan, your yoke is broken. Receive the heart of flesh. Sickness has no place. Infirmity is not from God. So, my Lord, I say,
0: everything found in human bodies who are here and who are watching me, that is contrary to God, that God did not plant in their bodies. I say,
3: be put out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Everything that the devil has planted in your human mind or souls of man, be destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ.
0: You will not turn to this program if you don't want Jesus. You will not come under this temple if you are not looking for Jesus. The spirit that tries to hinder you I rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord Jesus, faith. That transcends human understanding. Faith. The spirit of faith. That raised the dead. That healed the crippled. Faith. Lord, look at the heart of these people. They want to turn England upside down. They want to turn cities of nations upside down by the manifestation of your power. The faith to raise the dead. The faith to heal the
3: blind. The faith that will cause the lame to walk.
0: Yes, Lord. People born with diseases to be restored. People born afflicted by demons shall be set free. The faith, the faith, the manifestation that causes darkness to vanish and light to be. Receiving the name of Jesus
3: Christ of Nazareth. Our nations shall see and they will know the Lord is God.
0: The mercy of God will speak on your behalf. The glory of God will not depart from you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Somebody say Amen. Somebody say Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. You know, our son, that we worship the Lord, because we have sat down for quite a while now. The Lord told me that today is miracle night. If you were sick before you came here, I want to check your body and do the things you could not do before. If you carry pains in your body, the hand of God has touched you already. I want to do, exercise that part of your body. If you couldn't move your hand, move your hand. If you couldn't move your foot, move your feet. Power has gone out. And I'm confident that you have been healed. If you are watching us, just send us an email straight away. Or send a text to our telephone mobile line 079-56-858. 604 Please everybody be seated Be seated Can I ask for testimonies please How many of you have testimonies You want to share Yesterday we gave room to three Yes Any other person You have testimony you want to share tonight Yes Yes all right, all of you come up to the podium, and the persons who are on the on the who has testimony among you, yes, please come to the podium. Where is the microphone? So you would take it one after the other. Just tell us what the Lord did for you. Yes. With Dick and Timmy start please If you have testimony, just go to the podium church and stand on the left there and so we go from one person to the other and we'll get it up Good evening
4: um, so this testimony is to the glory of God on Tuesday um, i was um, I was about to leave the office. I just finished a meeting just around six o'clock. Um, And then I got a text that came through And um, I was about to just carry on And just stay there And just deal with the text message Because it was a very serious issue that came through Um, And just a bit of a background Just to provide context Because God works wonders in this church And the scripture talks about Believing God you'll be established And believing his prophets that you would prosper Um, And it's it's quite important Because sometimes we lean on our own human understanding and effort And I do that sometimes thinking I can solve all the problems myself, but there is a God in heaven who does all things. And the Bible says that with man, everything is impossible. With God, all things are possible. So just to give a bit of context, five weeks ago, um, I was living in Birmingham and I got a call saying um, they wanted me to work the program director on a multi-billion pound program. It took me a while to just accept that actually I was gonna do the role and just take on. But the first five weeks, it's a very complex multi-billion pound program, very, very complex. Um, and the, the first question I was asking myself was, am I ready for this? And what kind of problem am I getting myself into? But the first stage was for me to pull together a team and to set out a recovery plan to get that pro- program back on track. And they said to me, tell us what you want. Anybody you need. Like, give us names. We'll get it for you. Like, whatever you need. So this is, this is not about me, by the way, but if it fails, um, it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's, it's got 10 written all over it and my organization as well so i i gave all the names of people that i need um even one person that told me was not available and i was like i need that person and i'm saying all of this just to sort of provide a bit of context that if this fails it's down to me um so four, four or five weeks four, or five weeks into the program everything was going well everything was fine and i had a session i had a meeting with someone like last week and we just had a massive misalignment and for me, I don't know how to beat around the bush. It's like cut to the chase straight away. So I, I said to the individual, we're not aligned. We're doing this my way. Um, and that's just it. And before I knew it, um, a message has gone to the exec. And there was something around whatever is. everyone who had said like, this is all fine. This is going the right way. And then I got a completely contradictory message. Like this was a text that came through on Tuesday. And um, I was going to stay at work and try and solve the problem myself. And I thought, I can't be bothered. Like, whatever happens, happens. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. Um, and I was walking to, to church. That was the whole thing in my mind, nothing else. Just how am I going to resolve this problem? How am I going to deal with it? And my wife was like, why don't you just pray about it? And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to church. I commit this into your hands. So whilst the apostle was ministering on Tuesday and I was talking by faith, and trusting God, um, all I was saying is, God, I believe that you're going to resolve this. Because if this goes wrong, it's it's damaging for me, but it's damaging for the organisation as well. And I don't know how this got resolved or what happened. All of a sudden, I got a message um, yesterday, in the middle of the day, um, Temi issue resolved. Um, we're moving on and we're carrying on with like the next phase. You guys are on track to deliver once they deliver. And um till, till now, honestly, I don't know how it happened. My wife asked me what happened, how did it get fixed? I was like, I don't know, I can't be bothered. <laughs> All I know is that the issue has been resolved and the person who um, I had a significant misalignment with who is linked to the who has a very, very good relation with the chief exec that we're working with. And by the way, the chief exec had already said um, I want to see Tammy, I want to see my CFO, I want to see this, I want to see that within the next 24 hours. All of that is packed aside, and it's now like, just carry on with what you're doing, we're on track of what you're doing. And I just want to thank God um, that, um, that the man of God spoke here on Tuesday, he's prayed so significantly, he talks about faith. And for me, I just took that as a word, and I am thank God, I'm grateful to God for his wonders in Jesus' name. And just very quickly, the, the second one as well, just very quickly. So this was um, Overcomers in July. Um, again, I'd just come back from Birmingham. And whilst I was in Birmingham, I had a call that someone had a massive accident on one of my sites. I run um, a, a development project. Um, and um, an ambulance had come to get the guy and all the rest of it. And I was like, okay, I, I can't deal with this right now. Um, when I get back into London, I'll deal with it. Um, And then I go back into London. Um, I try to fix the problem based on my own knowledge and wisdom. And I was here at Overcomers night, and I don't know if anyone recalls, I possibly was talking about um, instrumentalists, if you're playing, you need to play in tune. I didn't actually want to minister that night as well because I was in the right frame of mind. Um, And he said, you need to play in tune. I knew he was talking about me straight away um, because my mind was just somewhere else um and because everything i thought was gonna i thought this would resolve itself but it had gone messy the hse had got involved the police had got involved and i'm the director of the company if anything goes wrong it's all down to me it doesn't matter what happened it's down to me the box stops with me um so i tried to solve in my own head and I, i just i just thought no so and the bible talks about obviously elders in the in the house and elders in church I thought, okay, I'm not going to do this by myself. I called Eldora Kirike straight away in the morning. And this man, I know he doesn't like me saying this, this man is people with so much wisdom. It's unbelievable. His wisdom is unbelievable. And um, he said, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. I, I kid you not. And it's its good. I mean, whatever you get to in life, and I, I need to say this, obviously, I started in CFT as a full-grown mechanic, as a and the reason why i'm saying this is the day pride gets into my head someone needs to remind me that dude come here this is where you started from um and the wisdom that come from elders is so significant and you can't underestimate that everything he said to me that i needed to do those were the key steps i took and today that problem is gone issue resolved the HSE that an hsc are and when you deal with HSE, they can be very they can mess you up badly They actually tried to help me. They fixed things. They didn't charge me a dime. This would have cost me probably almost £30,000 on claim, on cost, on lots of different things. But the problem just resolved itself. And I just want to thank God and give all the glory to God for his faithfulness and his wonders in Jesus'
5: name. Praise the Lord. Um, Thank God for another day today. Uh, I gave a testimony um, in February about uh, um, my new home. And I'm glad, happy, to tell you that I have moved into that home. The home, the home is like, you know, um, I'm sorry to say this. Yoruba says, uh, a step to heaven that's the way I, 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 I see it because um, where I used to live is 120 years old and where I'm living now is a brand new home that nobody has ever lived I'm the first person to live in my flat. I praise God. And another thing is that they give us free breakfast every Tuesday morning and free lunch every Thursday morning. So, um, (laughs) it's not that I eat all this, but I just wonder how those people get the money from and everything on the wall is touch this the light is on touch this your tv is on touch this ah. i'm still learning how to operate all those things in fact i've never lived in such a home before and this uh, uh charity the name is saint Saviour's charity home it's not a home for disabled it's home for um those who live alone and wants company which is what i really wanted and god gave it to me it was a long time i had been praying for it and god gave it to me Amen. i thank god for that my second testimony is about my eyes for a long time I've had glaucoma on the eyes. I've had two operations on the eyes. I lost this uh, left eye because that won't happen in Nigeria, but since I got here, the NHS has been kind enough. I know it's through God. They have said this, my right eye will not die. So, but right now I lost side on the one side and another side on the good eye and i'm now seeing in the middle part and i had cataract done a year ago then all of a sudden about uh three months ago something started growing again on that so the surgeon said uh be patient six months time said, but I don't see very well. He said, go to the go to the um, uh, optician. Um, yeah. Those who give glasses, they are opticians. Isn't he said, I'm sorry, I'm getting forgetful now. <laughs> so, the optician saw, um, inspected it and said, oh, no, 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 no. You have to do laser. You have to do laser. I said, yeah, the surgeon said I would do laser, but In six months' time. He said, no, 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 no. You can't change your glasses now. You have to go and do the laser. So she gave me a letter to the um, hospital. So when I got there, um, no, they kept changing the date. From one date to another three weeks, then to another month, to another month. I said, well, God will do his own. So on the very day they now asked me to come, I went there. And as I was going, I was in the bus going, St. Thomas's. And um, I was getting afraid. I said, oh, God, I've never been afraid like that before when I go for my normal uh, clinic. Then I said, God, if you are not in this, let it not be done. And that was what exactly happened. I'll tell you now. Um, when I got there, about three people in, um, checked my eyes and they said, oh, they got me ready for the... Laser operation. They had even given, uh, put tag, name tag on my arm um, to go in. So when it was my turn, I went in. Then the surgeon there, I don't know what the name they call them, you know, the eye people, they don't call them doctors, they call them Mr. That's something. So, you know, he, he said, Oh, let me look it, at it for the last time because I'm the one going to do the laser. I want to be sure I'm doing the right thing. I said, oh, go ahead. So he went and did everything, put so many ice drops on my eyes. And, and then he got up and said, I want to tell you something. I said, oh, go on. He, he moved back his chairs and he said, oh, hold on a minute. He went to his computers and started, I said, God, if you are not in this, let it not be done. That's what I kept on t- uh, saying in my mind. So when he finished, he put back his chair. and he said, oh, I'm going to disappoint you. He said, really? No, I don't think so. He said, oh, are you sure? I said, no, it will not disappoint me. Then in my mind, I was saying, you will say what God asks you to say. So he now said, oh, I'm sorry. We cannot go ahead. "Say really? I said, yeah, that's good. He said, "Why do you say it's good?" I said, "It's good. It's good because you are you are speaking the truth." Oh, he said, "Oh, okay. Um, your surgeon has already put on the on your um, on your papers. Well, that um, the operation should wait for another six months." He said, "Why are you doing it now?" I noticed that um, one of the opticians uh, asked you to come. And you are here, and all that I said yes. You two agreed to do it. That's why I'm here. I said yes. I said, but unfortunately, I cannot do it. I said, oh, tell me why. Then he said, your eye, the left one, is is not seeing very well. The right one is the good eye. So, and this right eye, there's glaucoma under that eye. It's a pressure. So. We cannot do laser on it. Oh, somebody told me uh, she had a cataract and uh, laser was done on it and the eyes was perfect. Yes, that somebody had no glaucoma under the eye. If it's glaucoma, we cannot do it now. We have to wait for it to be ripe enough. So if it's not ripe enough, we cannot do it. I said, thank you very much. I got up. He said, where are you going? I said, I'm going home. I said, oh. <laughs> he said, oh, good, good, good. So you got it? I said, yes. I got it. I got it. So I knew it was God that did. He told me that if he had gone with the um, laser, that there will be a hole in my good eye in the middle, and it would be dropping water Maybe every hour or every two hours or it just in fact. I was so happy that when I was going home, I was just jumping like that. <laughs> and unfortunately, when I got to the road, I, my mind was filled with that joy that I fell flat on the floor. I fell flat. Oh, about six people came to carry me. Because I was with my stick, because I'm registered partially blind, and uh, I hold my stick everywhere so that people will not cut me on the way and all. So they, <laughs> they carried me. On. They said, "Oh, oh, let's go back to the hospital." I said, no, "No, no, no, I'm going to my house." They said, "Oh, you go, you wounds there, wounds there." I said, "No, leave it, leave it. I'm going to my home." Another person came, wearing something like the paramedics. He said, "Oh, uh, lady." Uh, let's take you to the emergency. I said, no, don't take me anywhere. I'm going home. I say oh, okay. Do we call ambulance? I said, no, no ambulance. I'll take the bus. So I took the bus home. And I started dancing and dancing and thanking God. You don't, let me tell you something, please. You don't know. You don't know. I know because I see it. You see, Apostle Williams and Reverend Numa, they are good, though. Mm. Yeah. That's why I have not died. There was a time I was walking in the buses as conductor. I was, I had a stroke. I, the very day I got to the hospital with this stroke, I dreamt, I saw Apostle Williams traveling in the air. He uh, he He got to the plane and then... Instead of just going inside the plane, when he got to the door, he turned back. Then I said, Oh, Apostle. And he said, he, he, he shook his hand and said, uh, um, It is well. So, said, it's well, okay. And he traveled. I said, Ah, See, Kanapitul is traveling. Where is he going? Then, when I woke up, I started thinking about it. Oh, maybe Apostle doesn't like me. That's why he traveled. <laughs> he traveled when I was sick. Then, surprisingly, that very night, I was lying on the bed, and uh, they put uh, this potty, so that I, because I couldn't walk, I was like that. So, they put potty so that I wouldn't go to the toilet. I should do everything in the potty by my bedside. But that night, I went to three times. The patient that was beside me now reported me to the nurse that, <laughs> that I, I, I was going to the toilet. I didn't use my pot. So I explained to the nurse, I said, Look, I, if I stay here, I will not walk. I have to start practicing how to walk. So they discharged me on the fifth day. We stroke, but I was able to walk. I was not even dragging my foot. I was walking like that. Only my arm was like that, but I was, I was really walking, although slowly. That was how I got my healing. In one week, I got my healing. The second one was, I had heart attack. The third day, I got healed. Through all the prayers, Apostle was preaching, was, 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 was praying. Every time I look at Apostle's eyes, I saw blood. I used to see, I don't see anymore because it's far from me. I used to see blood. At um, Bethesda, we have not got this place that time. I always sit in front. I'm in the choir and I always sit. Uh, in front. That time later, they arranged us, and I sit at the second seat in the choir. You know, Apostle walk about when preaching. Each time he, he comes to my front, I look at his eyes. It's red. Then, when it comes to a few minutes, he will close the eyes and then open again, and I will see blood. I say, God, what's the meaning of this? Then I dreamt one day, and I saw the blood dripping like blood dripping uh, on Jesus. When Jesus was killed, the blood was dripping and I saw the blood uh, dripping in his eyes. You know, sometimes he gets gets so... It's as if he should take all the sickness in everybody and everybody is well. Nobody is sick. He does that many times and I saw it. I saw it, but I didn't really know what was going on. But I couldn't ask him. I was afraid that if I ask him, maybe it will stop. I will stop seeing that
6: <laughs> So I didn't Amen ask now. him.
5: Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for the testimony. Thank yes. God for the testimony. Yes. So I want you all to believe in yes. everything is teaching us yes it's from yes. the holy spirit
0: amen the next person please can can we just make sure that we don't spend more than 3 minutes <laughs> we have left her because she's senior citizen so as uh, as sister Dickness, you can come down and go help him help her
7: good evening everyone yes good evening um, I've I, Well, we've been here for just over a year, and as a result of coming here, I all what what struck me what struck me is how everyone here is just so prosperous. And I was saying, Lord, you know, I want to move up to the next level, and it's it's achievable, and I can do it. And you know, I was praying. I wrote my I wrote every no apostle said to write it down and pray. So I wrote and I prayed and I put it in front and I prayed and I said, Lord, please, please, let it be done upon your will. But in July, when you said, by the end of July, you're going to get your, um, your victory, if it's job, whatever. And I prayed and I applied for a role. And I didn't get it in July. I said, well, Lord, maybe that's not for you. That's not for me. So I kept on going. I said, okay, I'm going to give a testimony. Everybody else has given the testimony. I haven't as yet. And I'm going to give a testimony before, in August. I know we're, yes, we're still in August, aren't we? Yes. I said, I'm going to give a testimony in August. And I'm praying, Lord, I need the next level up in my job. You know, I prayed and I've worked. And I want to just read just this. Um, it said, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. And I'm just using this scripture, that I will and I will continue to remain in him. And I just want to say that I applied for another role um, last week. And yesterday, I found out I got the job. Amen. Amen. So, amen. So, it's, it's something completely different than what I'm used to, but I know that with God's will and with his wisdom and strength and with the knowledge of God, I will achieve this job. Amen.
8: Good evening, everyone. Also, I apologize in advance. I might be slightly over three minutes, but I will try to put it under three minutes. This has been in my heart for the last one week to do. Is there anyone who came here today uh, by disappearing and appearing here? Anyone? Lift up your hands. Is there anyone who out of their own volition, wake up without God waking them up? Anyone? I'm looking forward for a day where when apostle calls for Thanksgiving, this whole area will be filled up with people because we have every reason to thank God. It shouldn't be that big testimony for what God has done, maybe foot of the womb or job or something. We should have every reason to thank God. For me, I've got three very brief testimonies. I won't go in details, so it will be under 3 minutes. The first one is a few months ago, the enemy attacked my family. Um apostles are aware and some people in church were aware. But we serve a living God and we are in an environment where we have a lot of professionals like um and Temi said he spoke to Elder Erika. There are so many professionals in this church whom you can speak to, but above all, we have our Father in the Lord who can always use that wisdom of God to, um, to help. And today I thank God that which the enemy planned to destroy my family, God uh, saw us through. Today we are together, we are stronger, and I'm here to say to the devil, shame on you. The you second testimony is that um, in midst of that, my son was writing his GCSE exam, which we feared as parents that it will affect him. But thank God he passed and he did very well. He exceeded our expectations. And the third testimony is that on the day out of excitement that he passed, he got a a line bike and he got knocked off um, the bike by a a runaway car. He didn't stop. He sustained injury on his knee, but we thank God because the devil's plan is to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil really wanted to put sadness into our family, especially to him as well. But today, we thank God it was only um, a bruise on his knee. We didn't have any reason to cry or to mourn. We just want to thank God. So I'm giving this testimony on this behalf because I know he won't have the courage to stand here to, um, to thank God. But thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Apostle.
1: Good evening, church. Um, My name is Deaconess Wendy, and um, it's the month of harvest. Today's the last day, so I'm quite privileged to be able to testify. I will read it so that I'm not too long, Uh, but I want to testify that my sister gave her life to Jesus a few months ago. I only understood the fullness of this two weeks ago um, in the month of harvest. Now, prior to my sister accepting Jesus as her Lord and Savior, I was the only one in my family who was born again. My family are Catholic, and um, therefore, certain things don't make sense. Like when people pray too much, when people go to church too much, it's like you have serious problems or you're, you've become an extremist. So even when I got ordained as a deaconess, my dad said, oh, you should have just told us you don't want to get married. And I tried to explain to him that that's not the case. That's not why you get ordained. But anyways, um, I had to explain that to him. But for so many years, I've been the weird one, the one who has um, lost her mind. Um, It used to bother me at first, but now I'm okay being an alien in my family. But back to my sister, what's so special about my sister giving her life to Christ? It's the events that happened that led to this point. I didn't realize how God was working in the background. I only found out her seriousness with God after she told me that she's publishing a children's book. And the book is about Bible affirmations for children, which has been something that she's been wanting to do, but she didn't know how. Now, this is someone who did not know anything that was in the Bible, nor did she understand what was in it. But for many years, I've been fervently praying for my family to be saved. And I thank God for answering and starting with my sister. So there were a series of events that led to her knowledge of Christ and this outward manifestation of writing a children's book with scriptures. So event number one, my sister has been writing. Um, She was just writing general books Um, She liked the idea of trying something new. She asked me, what would I write about next, Wendy? And obviously I said to her, something to do with Bible stories. I offered to help her because I knew she didn't really know what to write about. And I even asked uh, Deacon Asalma to get involved so that we can actually talk her through the process. But the important thing that we relayed to her was that she should not make any scriptures any less than what they are. She should write the scriptures exactly as they appear even though it's for a children's book now she said i'll take everything in i'll do my research and i'll get on with it so we left that at that point event number two january 23 2023 i couldn't walk on my left foot i had excruciating pain but thanks be to god i was delivered on the prayer line and i testified But obviously narrating this to my family sounded obviously really weird and surreal. However, my sister called me and insisted to join the prayer line. She wanted her own healing. She joined on Zoom on a Wednesday when we have Bible studies with Mommy Oma. Afterwards, I called her and I asked her, what did you think about the Wednesday Bible studies? And she said she was amazed that young children are reading straight from the Bible. They listened to Mommy Oma and came back to share what they learned and she said she had never seen anything like this before and she didn't realize that children so young read and understood the Bible. I said to her, this is normal in our church and that is why I insist children be taught straight from the Bible. She thanked me for the invitation, but she didn't join the prayer line again. I was a bit annoyed but that's um, about that and I continued to pray for her. Event number four, I went home to visit in April I had an opportunity to speak to my sister face-to-face about Jesus. She had so many questions about the Bible, and I realized she had been reading the Word. I asked her if she was researching for the book, and she said no. But since the beginning of the year, she had a feeling to try and read the Bible again. I was so happy, and I told her that she needs to give her life to Christ. She said she would think about it. Then final event, a few weeks ago, she sent me a PDF copy of her book. What I saw amazed me. The book was full of scriptures to empower children to use the word of God in their daily life. It was like a new person was born. I called her and I congratulated her and I asked her, what happened to you? And she said she gave her life to Christ and the Bible started to make sense to her. I asked her, I asked her if she remembered that she joined CFT Bible studies and she has written her book in a similar fashion As to how the children read the scriptures and then say what they learned she said oh yes I remember because that really touched me and then I said to to her you know salvation comes to those who seek the Lord and thank God you sought the Lord and I'm not the only one now who's crazy in my family but what I want everyone to know is that the seeds of salvation were planted the events that took place and what happens in this house is so important she was able to be stirred up in her spirit. You know, Apostle even said it that sometimes you pray for people, you can't see how God is moving, but he is doing something in the midst of it all. And I just want to say that, you know, in, in this church we have so many giftings. I thank God for the life of all the children who share every Wednesday. It is touching people around the world. You don't even realize people's lives are being transformed because we are doing something that is very rare that's not found in the world. So I just want to thank God for Mami Oma, for your commitment, for, for taking the stand to teach the word as it is and not allowing children to read all these watered down versions of what the Bible is all about. And I just want to say to Apostle, thank you for this house I'm the only person my sister knows who's born again. So whatever influenced her came from whatever I've said to her. And whatever I've said to her has come from what I've been learning in this house. And whoever's praying for somebody to be born again, even if it's one thing, all God needs is a seed. All he needs is for us to speak. Let's not be tired of speaking, even if you think they're not hearing. Because God knows he will work it out for us. In Jesus' name.
9: Um, good evening, church. Um, my name is Brother Jokes. Um This testimony is, it's been a long time coming, but it happened a while back. Um, so one night at uni, I just couldn't sleep, like, just couldn't seem to sleep. I tried and tried, but I just couldn't seem to fall asleep. Um, so I said to myself, once it turns 7 a.m., I'm going to start getting ready to go to the gym. I'm going to try and get to the gym for 8. So oh, I'm now on my way to the gym. And as I left my car, I started making my way to the gym. And on, on the way to the gym, like a song just kept playing in my head. Um, it's the song it's called I've Got That um, by what's it? Anthony Brown yeah it just kept playing in my head and for anyone who doesn't know the song um the song talks about overcoming adversities and about how we have the victory and how we have no reason to fear because we have Jesus by our side um so I just decided okay cool well, let me just listen to this song just like that's how I kind of try and get rid of songs that are just playing over and over in my head um so I listened to it on my way to the gym I listened to it on my way back from the gym so as I got back to my car, as I was taking my off, I was taking my bag off. I saw a notification on my laptop. that said I had a meeting. Um, it said um, the title of the meeting was academic conduct. And then I was thinking I was very confused because I wasn't I wasn't really aware that I had any meetings scheduled. So um, I, I was like, okay, cool. I joined the meeting. Um, when I joined, there was a lady that was already there. Um, And she told me to hang on for a moment while she waited for another lady who she said was the head of academic misconduct for our university. When I heard academic misconduct, I was like, what? What are you talking about? And then, long story short, um, it turned out that my final year project, um, aka my dissertation, got flagged for high plagiarism in Turnitin. Those of us who went to uni wouldn't know what Turnitin um, so the lady who was the head of acad- academic misconduct in my uni told me that the usual procedure for matters like this is that they will send they will send out an email um, a week before the the meeting, the day of the meeting, and the email would like detail all the um, appropriate steps to take, um, people to speak to before coming back to the meeting, and that you had to reply to the email. Otherwise, um, there'll be, like, serious consequences if you don't reply. So straight away, I went on my phone. I went, I searched through my email, my mailbox. My uni email, I never delete any email from my mailbox in my uni email. So I searched through. There was nothing there. I went to where, when she said um, she had sent it, there was nothing there. told her, and then she was like, nah, she did send it. And she showed me proof that she sent it. And then I showed her my phone, like, there's nothing here. And then um she told me she gave me something to type up on like the search bar. I searched it up and lo and behold the email just showed up. And she saw I showed her that it hadn't been opened and then I was like, Okay, I told her to hang on for a moment, I cleared the search and went back to the day where the email was and the email wasn't there again and I showed it to her as well. And then she was like, Okay, since like because I genuinely didn't see the email, like it's not like I was purposely ignoring them. That she would give me a week extension, so they would reschedule the meeting for the following week, following Thursday, and that uh, um, I wouldn't have any any like repercussions or anything. So, um, and yeah, that concluded the meeting. Um, when the meeting ended, I was about to have like a really big panic attack because. Um, this is like genuinely one of my biggest fears in terms of like my academic journey and whatnot. Because um, like since like early secondary schools, the teachers in my school have really they really drilled it into our heads like um, the horrors of like plagiarism, the consequences, all of that. So every piece of work I've done since then, every whether it was homework or coursework, um, every exam, whether mocks or the real deals, like I've always. Been very cautious of like not getting caught for plagiarism, so yeah, this was this was a very very big deal for me. But just before I was about to start panicking, um, like I, a lot of things were just going through my head. I was like, so like, right, you're telling me I went through the pain of GCSEs, of AS, of A levels, the pain of first year, second year, third year, fourth year of uni, the pain of writing this very dissertation itself. All of that just to now come and get like invalidated in the final hurdle like i was literally about to lose the plot but just before i was about to actually start breaking down um the holy spirit spoke to me he told me to calm down don't panic he said remember i told you in april through Apostle that i had already given you the victory before the battle had even started so for us for those of us who would remember in april this year during jesus seminar just before easter literally every single for that week every single um teaching that everything every single thing that Apostle spoke about every single day that week was all about how um god had already given us a victory before the battle had even started the holy spirit then continued and said that i the lord with all my wisdom knew that this was going to happen and that he knew just how big of a deal it was going to be for me he said that um that was the reason why he told me a month in advance he knew if he had said it like closer to the time it happened it would have been hard for me to have faith so he said it well in advance so like my faith can start building up um and then um yeah the holy spirit also helped me like realize that what the teachings of um apostle during the jesus seminar and the song i was singing like the messages were literally exactly the same about how he's already given me the victory before the battle had even started so once the holy spirit had finished um speaking to me like all my fears all my worries all that panic everything was gone like even before before the meeting i was even in a bad mood and after the holy spirit spoke to me like my mood was so much better so i literally just started thanking god for like for the victory i started thanking him because he would sorted out for me um every every, every prayer I prayed from that Thursday till the next Thursday regarding the situation were never prayer for God to help. Never like, oh, Lord, please help me with this. Lord, please um, let, let this happen. Lord, please. Because my kind of reasoning at that time was like, God had already said he sorted it. So, what's, what are you still asking for help for? You're asking him for help something something he said he's already helped you out with. Like, in doing that you're kind of saying inadvertently that god is a liar and we all know that god's not a liar so i was just like okay cool god said it it's so it um so throughout the time i just went about like my day as normal i went about my week as normal did everything i'd i'd normally do smiling laughing with everyone i didn't really i didn't tell i literally didn't tell anyone what was going on I didn't tell my friends except for um sister amanda um, I didn't really tell anyone, I didn't tell my parents, my family, I didn't tell anyone. I just went, went about my week as usual. I followed all the procedures that, um, that was stated in the email. Um, I spoke to the university's student service team that helped students with matters like this. Went through my work to try and identify the areas that may be the cause. And we found that there were two paragraphs that were the issue. The student service representative um, suggested that I emailed the lady um, that was the head of academic misconduct. Um, I emailed her like an extenuating mis- um, circumstance which could explain why I forgot to reference. So I did. Um, now comes the day of the meeting, the Thursday. So I joined the meeting. Um, the lady confirmed that she got my email and that she's read the email. She then asked me if I found which areas of my work were the problem which I then pointed out the two paragraph. Um, she then asked me, like, why didn't I reference them? Um, so I, I explained to her, like, what happened. So essentially, two parag- it was two paragraphs, one very minor one and one huge paragraph. Every single line of that paragraph was highlighted by turning in. So essentially, I'd gotten that paragraph from my notes, like literally straight from my notes um, I made from a lecture um, about my topic for my dissertation. But, turns out, my lecturer had plagiarized everything there herself. Like, she didn't reference it. In fact, I wasn't even going to reference that paragraph, because I thought, I didn't know that you had to reference, like, stuff from your notes. It wasn't, it wasn't until one of my friends was like, nah, bro, even if it's from your notes, you've got to reference it. You've got to put your lecturer's name, you've got to put the lecture. all of that. So I was like, okay, cool. I referenced it, so I thought it was her own intellectual property, but every single thing there, she plagiarized, she stole it word for word. But <laughs> for some reason, I was still going to get punished for that. She told me, the lady told me that, yeah, like, I'm, I'm still going to get in trouble for that, because I, I, I can't remember the explanation she gave. And the second paragraph, that was just completely my fault. I think I was just like, it was the last paragraph I added to my dissertation before I handed it in. I was mentally tired. I just wanted to be over and done with. I had a holiday coming up as so well. I just wanted to hand it in and go. So, yeah, I just, I forgot to change up the wording. I forgot to um, reference it. So, I told her all of this. And then, when I was done, she then proceeded to give her final verdict. From the minute that she said she was going to give her final verdict, um, the song Jesus by Emoji Music started playing in my head. Um, It's the one that goes, there is no other name by which we are saved than the name of Jesus. So the lady said that because this is my first offense, that the outcome should be that um, I would have to resubmit my work, um, but I would only need to change the bits that needed editing, um, but that my work would get capped at 40%, which is just a pass. As she was saying this, a song just became louder and louder and louder in my head, like it was just so loud. It was, it was like I had like my headphones on and the songs were playing directly into my eardrums. So I just started singing along in my head like I, I was zoned that I wasn't paying attention I wasn't paying attention to what she was saying. I was just singing the song in my head. But as she was talking I was just like mm-hmm mm mm-hmm, because I didn't want it, I didn't want her to know that I wasn't paying attention. I was like mm mm-hmm, yeah, I understand. hmm Um but then she said however in this instance Um, you will have to resubmit your work, change the parts I need editing, but it will be uncapped. I
6: said, thank you.
9: As she was speaking, um, and the closer she got to the final verdict, the song again it just kept getting louder and louder in my head it was it was the part of the song that was like i will call the name of jesus it was just louder and louder in my head and i was just there singing but i was replying to her and then the minute she said uncapped the song just erupted in my head like it was so loud i could barely hear myself singing it in my head let alone the woman speaking like that's how loud it was um but i barely heard her as she spoke and when she said uncapped i was like i was i was shocked i was baffled i was astounded (laughs) i kept asking her multiple times for clarification i was like sorry did you say capped or uncapped she was like uncapped i said that means it's not going to get capped, right? Uh, She she was like, yeah, it's not going to get capped. I was like, meaning I can get more than 40%, right? I'm not even joking. These were the things I actually said to her. And then I was trying so hard not to laugh. I was trying to keep a straight face. And then I was going to ask more questions, but Hodesbury just said, hold your lips. And I was like, thank you. And yeah, that concluded the meeting. And fast forward later, a couple months later, I got my results back for the, disi- for my dissertation and I got a first class.
0: Amen. Please let's make sure you keep to your time in each one of your men.
10: <laughs> yes, definitely of course. Good evening church. Um, I've got two testimonies, but I've not given the current testimony today. I'll do it at the end of next month. Um, and the reason for that is because I've had a long, um, how should I put it? It's, it's, it's been a long-awaited testimony that I should have given, and I didn't. So, and it's to do with mummy as well. <laughs> um, so on Friday, where we were doing praise night, while I sat there, And we were worshipping and praising and the lord put in my spirit well the holy spirit said to me you haven't given that testimony um you know from before and also to give praise to me you know and i said but lord that was ages ago and i didn't hear anything so um i've been pondering on it should i say should i not say it but anyway in obedience i will just tell you what it was um so a number of years ago when I first joined about a year after I joined this church i um was a, I was plagued by a sickness and illness a really bad illness and um you know so I was rushed to hospital got to hospital, and apparently it was something to do with my blood level um which they didn't know what it was initially um you know i was i couldn't breathe, so I was gasping and all of that um and then they started doing the, uh, what do you call it, um, investigations, that's the word. They were doing all the investigations and they were like, we don't really know what's going on. And there was a particular, there was a particular doctor that was so around me that I didn't really like her. I don't know, my, my spirit didn't go with her. Um, but anyway, so she kept... You know, coming around and saying, Oh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. And then afterwards, she said, Oh, something to do with your blood. So I said, Okay. And she said, Your, your blood has dropped. And I said, Oh, okay. Well, just give me, you know, some iron tablets and I'm fine. I'll, and let me go. And she said, No, it's serious than that. So anyway, I said, Okay. And so um, I was in there the first day. They were still doing their investigation the second day. Um, my sister came to visit and when my sister saw me she was like oh my god you look like death and that worried me I said really uh, and she said what? what's going on I said I don't know nobody can tell me what's going on so anyway um, after my sister left I kind of felt worried so I sent a, a, a text to the number and um, explained now nobody responded that day that was the second day the third day Mommy, Oma now sent a message and then said she would call me, which she did. She called me in the evening. And when she called me, she asked me what was wrong. By that third day, apparently my blood level had dropped to about, I think, 5 or 4.3 or something. And if you know, the, the, the normal blood level is about 12. Um, so it dropped to 4 or so. And I explained to Mommy, and then Mommy really prayed for me. And said don't worry and then she, and then um, they did say that I would need some blood and I said I'm, I'm not gonna take blood I'm sorry there's no way I've never done it before I'm not going to do it and they felt like if you don't take it then you're not gonna make it basically um, so mommy said um, take the I asked mommy and she said take the blood and she prayed and prayed for me and by that time like I said my blood level had dropped even lower again and um, After mommy called me, I fell asleep, or I think I possibly passed. I don't know. Um, But anyway, um, so when I sort of came out of my body, I now had this dream, or I was in this dream. Now, in this particular dream, what happened was I came out, and I was going up a very high place in the sky, which I believe I was Transitioning—that's the word. Um, So I was going high, and right at the top, very, very very—I could see a massive kingdom or something right at the top. So, but I was trotting, you know, in a car for some weird reason. Um, So I was trotting, and then when I got to the, when I got to the top, um, something told me—the Holy Spirit told me to stop. I believe it was the Lord told me to stop and come out of the car and to look. And I looked on the left side. And all of a sudden, I saw this big gate. And that gate, now, um, in front of that gate, there was, there was three things. They looked like there was all manners of shapes. Some of them were fat. Some of them had all different shapes. They were rolling in the air. They were, they were elevating all manners of shapes and sizes. And, and then all of a sudden, I noticed that they were laughing. They were laughing so hard. And I was thinking, what's going on? And all of a sudden, in that... 30 seconds or a minute that God told me to watch, there was millions of people flying in, flying in, and I was thinking, what's going on? I was a new Christian at that time, I wasn't 100% sure what was going on, and they were flying in and flying in, and I thought, huh? And these demons afterwards, I got to realise, were laughing and laughing and laughing, and then after that, the Lord said, stop, look at the middle gate, and I looked at the middle, and all of a sudden it was very different, and it was a bright, like a white gate with gold. And, and as I stood there, out of all the millions that went in through the left gate, there was only one man that came through that gate. And he was pure from top to bottom. And then he looked back at me and he smiled. And then he, well, I don't know, he put it apart and he went through. And so I stopped and I was still trying to understand all of this at that time. And then suddenly um, it said stop and look at the third gate. All of a sudden there was a third gate. Now, that third gate, it now said, I saw some, I don't know, spirits or whatever they are there. And they now came, one of them now rolled and came to me. And he, when he came closer, it was as huge as the Gherkin building. But all of a sudden, when he came to my level, he now looked at me and looked at me and looked at me and looked at me and looked at me for so long. And then he went back. When he went back, he now came back after about a minute or so. He said, go, go, go back. Go back, and I said, "Huh?" And then I I went back, obviously. And I woke up. And when I woke up, I was told that they were trying to get me back. So um, that following morning, all these consultants that have been coming around my room and my bed, trying to find out what was wrong with me, who couldn't tell me what was wrong with me, they didn't appear anymore. I didn't see them. It was one new. Um, consultant that turned up, he was like a surgeon. I don't. But funny enough, he had on a white surgeon, rather than, a white surgeon clothes, rather than white. So he now um, he now came to me and said, "What is going on? We almost lost you. Are you are you going to take this blood that we want to offer you?" And at that moment, I realised that he was different. And I and he said, "If you don't take it, then you have to sign the paper to say, you know." If anything happens to you, we're not liable. So I, I now said, okay, I will, take, I will take it. Now, immediately after that, um, Mommy sent, I think it was Pastor Nikke and Pastor, <laughs> she's smiling because she remembers, and Pastor Tsijani. And they both came to the hospital that time and they prayed for me and and so within a within a day or two i was completely healed now the thing the reason why i believe god wanted me to share this is because god has saved me saved my life many times the enemy has tried to snuff me out but i made it i'm still standing i did i celebrated my jubilee in march even though there's been lots of naysayers saying you're not going to make it you're not going to make it you're not going to make it because i've been plagued with a lot of sicknesses but you know what my god said i will make it and I'm here to testify and I want to, thank, I want to thank mommy because I never actually thanked her at that time to say mommy thank you for your prayers mommy has been so grateful for someone who is a new person to this church she was so welcoming she didn't know me from Adams from but she prayed and prayed hard for me she interceded so I want to say thank you for that intercession and thank you to um pastor nike and the hospital team I, m- I must join that hospital team because they're the ones that really help us we don't know but these are the people that help us when we're sick um, apart from obviously apostles prayers so i just want to say thank you god thank you for my life because i probably would have been standing here today and so that's a testimony. i will share the other one next time thank you
11: Good evening church, my name is Brother Marlon. I'll try and read through this testimony as quickly as I can. So over the years, I've had a mixture of different types of dreams, some good, some insightful, and some not so at all. From time to time, I would have dreams around being confronted. Many times when my spirit man has been built up, there was no problem, I would fight and deal with these things confronting me in my dreams extremely well. Like a warrior or a real fighter with a strength and agility that was beyond what I experienced naturally. However, at times when my spirit had been weakened for different reasons, I have noticed that there, would, that there would be no strength in these situations, but instead fear. And so, when confronted in those moments, I would turn away to escape in a situation, either walking away to escape, sorry, either walking away or running, which has led me to be pursued and even taunted sometimes in my dreams. I had a dream like this in early July, not too long, not too long ago where I was being pursued and taunted by an individual much bigger, not so much in size, but spiritual weight and stronger than me. However, in this dream, after a short while, I saw what I believe was the form of the Spirit of the Lord or an angel of the Lord that flew above me, like it just appeared from behind me and was just flowing above me, just over my head. Not too high, but high enough. And the Spirit said to me, Come up higher. Then I woke up. I wondered on this dream, as I thought about it in the morning after waking up, I prayed concerning the spirit pursuing me in my dream, pulling on the fire and pulling on the fire of God and weapons of warfare, as apostles advised, that when you have problems in your dreams that we should deal with it when we wake up. Now the Lord spoke to me saying this word, My Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. I was very intrigued by this as I knew the Lord was talking to me, but I didn't quite understand the relevance of the word as this verse really pertains pertains to Jesus. However, that same week, within a couple of nights, apostle spoke on Ephesians 2.6, that we have been raised with Christ Jesus and seated with him in the heavenly realms. Also, teaching us from Ephesians 1.19-22, speaking on the power that God showed when he raised up Jesus Christ and seated him in the heavenly realms far above powers and rulers and placed everything under his feet. I realize that this is my position, due to being raised with Christ and seated with him in the heavenly realms that the Lord will place my enemies under my feet as he had spoken. Revelation and understanding was coming to me. Over the coming days and weeks, apostle declared that our dreams will change, that we will not have nightmares or be pursued in our dreams, but we will remember the Lord in our dreams, that we will declare God's power in the name of Jesus in our dreams, and this was the case. On at least two occasions, I was confronted in my dreams again, but on both occasions there was a confidence in the Lord as I began to declare the name of Jesus. The confronter became the confronted hallelujah apostle will also said that there will begin that we will begin to experience the lord in our dreams or something to this effect that we will no longer have nightmares or dreams where we are being pursued but we will begin to encounter god have heavenly dreams dreams from the lord in prophetic declarations such was said on friday morning i had a dream that i was at a church or like a family function And there were different types of people there. It seemed to be a mixture of family and church brethren. And I was sitting on some benches with uh, tables. Next to me was apostle. And sitting on the other side was Pastor Debbie and uh, another young man. I imagine another believer in the Lord, but I didn't recognize him, but he was with us nonetheless. We were socializing, enjoying the day around us where people chatting and mixing and talking. It uh, seemed to be a very nice day. Pastor Debbie got up to leave the table for a moment, but ended up standing by the side of the table um, where I was sitting. As the Spirit moved her to speak in tongues, as she felt moved by the Holy Spirit, as she was speaking in tongues, it was like she was really receiving from the Holy Spirit, really speaking deeply in the Spirit. So we were all waiting to hear what would be the interpretation of the tongues, what the interpretation of the tongues would be, as this was the nature of the tongues being spoken that there would also be an interpretation of the tongues, like the Holy Spirit wanted to speak. After a short while, the the interpretation came, and Pastor Debbie began to share with us what the Holy Spirit was showing her or saying to her. Now I heard it in a dream, but cannot fully translate it now. But this is my understanding of it. It was a questioning of the direction some are taking. In light of all we have heard from Apostle, and some of the ministers in the house over the last few weeks or months, Really, the Holy Spirit is moving. Some in the church know the Spirit of God has been moving. And some are on board, strapped in and ready to go. Like a plane carrying round to the runway. Our destination has been set. Our trajectory is very clear. We are going higher. We are going to encounter the power and glory of God. And so we are being prepared at this time. But some are not settled in their position yet. Some are not on board yet. And so the Holy Spirit was saying through Pastor be in that moment, where, where are you going? Because the church is going this way, but where are you going? Which way are you going? The brother on the table broke down as the Spirit of God was so present in that moment. Even in a dream I could feel the presence of God descend on the table where we were. He was in tears, like repenting of ignorance. I too began to check myself, as I was not strapped in for the journey as I should be. I bowed my head and just began to thank God for his word. All I could say was, thank you, Jesus. As I was saying this, the presence of God was increasing and getting heavier, but sweeter too. It was a beautiful moment, and then I woke up. And I remember thinking how delightful, how different, how refreshing to encounter the presence of God like that in my dream. Praise God. I give God all the glory for what he's doing, for it is truly wonderful. God bless you. Thank you, sir.
6: Church, I just want to say thank you for Jesus for answering my prayers and giving us and my family a new house. Praise the Lord.
0: Amen. <laughs> Shall we rise up together, please? You can. I want you to lift up your voices and thank God for the testimonies you have had. When you thank God for testimonies of others, you are saying that yours is at the door. Lift up your voice and give God the praise. Thank God for all these testimonies. There are more testimonies, but we'll be hearing them in the new month. Give God the praise and honor and glory. This is what the Lord has done. Father, we eternally praise your holy name. Thank you, thank you. So anybody who is still waiting, you are receiving your testimony as you are thanking God. Thank you, Father.
3: Look what the Lord has done.
0: I will just mention uh, the brother's testimony before, the sister, the last one. That when you are having nightmares, God is training you. It's because of the level you have turned your heart to. And that testimony is a physical confirmation that what I'm teaching you is true. The moment he was being chased on the dream before, But when I make utterances about your dream, he plugs into it and believes it. It is by faith. Now, his dream has changed. And he had now asked God. Apostle said, we should be seeing the angels. Lord, let me have an encounter. And he began to have it. So if there's anybody who has been having nightmares and you're a Christian and you have been told that you need deliverance, you don't need it. That's a living testimony. You only need to turn your heart and your mind towards Christ and, your, and who you are in Christ, and then you will begin to operate in the power inside you. Shall we just call a Pastor Isaiah to come and take our offering tonight? Please.
2: We thank God for the last four days. We thank God for what God has been doing in our midst. We thank God for the understanding and the enlightenment that we're receiving day by day. Uh, I'm just going to read from from the book of Second Corinthians chapter 9. And I'll read verse 7 and verse 8. It says, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves each year forever. Verse 8. And God is able to bless you abundantly. So that in all things, and at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. I pray that you will abound in every good work. And as we enter tomorrow into the month of grace, September The abundance of God shall be great for you. The Lord will bless the works of your hand. The Lord will strengthen you. Everything you lay your hands upon you will prosper. It shall be a month that you will look back and you will have cause to glorify God. Grace shall be sufficient for you. As you bring your tithes and your offering to the Lord, I want you to thank God. That as we enter tomorrow, 1st of September, which is the month of grace, in every area the grace shall be abundant for you. And as you bring your tithes, I want you to pray. I want you to have that in heart. I'm entering to the month of grace. His grace shall be sufficient for you. In every area, His grace shall be sufficient for you. I say, in every area, His grace shall be sufficient for you. The Lord will take away struggle away from you. Thank God as you bring your tithes and your offering to the Lord tonight. As the Lord, heaven shall be open upon you. You believe in God. As you enter tomorrow, Thank God because it is done. Our Lord and our God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for what you have been doing for us in the last four days. Thank you for opening up for us. Thank you for insight. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for the new level that we have never been before, that you have taken us to in these last four days. Exposition of your word through the mouth of your servant that we have had. The Lord, we will be in obedience to your word, to your teachings to your command so that there will be manifestation in our life. And as we bring our tithes and our offering to you with a heart that is full of thanks, we ask, the Lord, that this be acceptable in your sight. Father, we give you glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Will we rise up please as we bring our tithes and our offering to the Lord. and our God we thank you for well, this is the holy offering that is brought by your holy people we ask O Lord that your holy fire will come down from heaven and we consume this holy offering that is brought by your people in Jesus holy and anointed name we are praying Amen. let's take our seats Pastor
12: Praise the Lord. Can I identify if anyone's joining us for the very first time tonight? If this is your first time in this auditorium, join us for the first time tonight. Can I ask you please raise your hand if you're joining us for the first time? Is anyone in the auditorium visiting to us today? Yes? No? Well, we do need to invite friends. Tomorrow, Friday, the first, and it's victory night. Yes? So please invite friends as well. If you're joining us online for the very first time, please let us know you've joined. You're welcome. Please let us know you've joined by sending us an email to admin at cftchurches.org. So please let us know you've joined online. But if you live within the greater London area, please join us in person, especially tomorrow night. It's Friday, and it's the 1st of September 2023. It's also the fifth day of, our, of the Holy Ghost Convention. There's a lot happening in this season. You want to be a part of it. The testimonies tonight have been encouraging, and there are a number of testimonies that are st- sort of like stimulating us. we It's challenged us. That's the word I'd use. It's challenged us to dig deeper into the things of the Lord, and the Lord will bless you as you do that. Um, So tomorrow evening we're here again, starting first from about 7 p.m. all the way through. And we'll also be meeting on Saturday and on Sunday. On Sunday we'll have our normal two services. And sometime this evening, perhaps about midnight, I don't know what time, about midnight, so in about an hour and a half, we're going to be jumping online and doing what? downloading covenant arise wow covenant arise from now i want to know i want you to identify yourself tomorrow if you're the first person to get in on the system i don't know how you'd know but somehow you would need to let me know if you're the first person because i expect a cue there and i expect that we've sent the, the the clip of the flyer or whatever to everyone that we know on our on our systems please be a part of this it's important that you are part of it because god has enabled us it's it's not coincidence that on the first of september as we enter into this new phase is when this covenant arise has been released it's been long coming and it's making and they've had various dates. So, 1st of September, there is a purpose for it. So please ensure you avail yourself of the opportunity. I'll also like to remind all the freshers, all of us freshers. Did I see anyone smile? University freshers on Sunday, the 3rd of September, after the service, there'll be a, a, a freshers, um, is it, you call it seminar, a meeting, after the service, if you're joining, the, if you're going to university for the very first time, please make sure you register. Tonight is the deadline for registration. Did I get that right? Yes, because if you are a fresher, there's a pack being prepared for you, and they want to ensure that you get the, the, the right number of packs, so please register tonight. And of course, if you're in the university as well, would like you to support them. Um, as well, so please come along um, on Sunday. I'd also like to remind us that next week, Saturday, the 9th of September, we've got Nigeria, a prayer, prayer for Nigeria here at the cathedral, and the time is 1 p.m. 1 p.m. We need to come together at CFT Woolwich. If you're listening to us online as well, it's going to be happening here. There's a lot to pray about Nigeria as a a key point, focus point but there's a lot happening in Africa in the nation of Africa and if we keep quiet we'll only tell the stories so we need to make the change I know someone would say to me there's a lot happening in your communities as well so whatever is happening anywhere in the world but specifically at this time there's there's a huge crumble for Africa and we ought not to keep quiet in terms of prayer if you focus on the things that are happening economically there's. Oh, it's, well I won't go too much into that we don't want to go into another, another sermon today, but there's a lot that needs to happen Africa is still the, the, the continent with the most untapped resources and as depletion occurs in other parts there's a scramble for Africa for influence We've got to change the narrative, and we can only do that through prayer. We can't change the narrative by by placards. We change the narrative through prayer, and that's one of the reasons why we'd focus most populous nation, Nigeria, but by default as well, we'd pray for the nation of Africa. Let's not wait until Saturday before we start doing that, by the way. Let's start that now if you've not been doing it. And the Lord bless you richly. I'd like you to please welcome with me Apostle. Be close. Amen.
0: Shall we rise up together please? Can I remind us also that on Friday, all ordained leaders and workers are holding meeting with Apostle at 5. That's Saturday I'm talking about. What did I say? That's for you. Saturday, not tomorrow. Tomorrow is Friday now. Yeah, Saturday before our meeting. And on Sunday night, we are finishing Victory Night with the communion service. There is no better way to finish this convention with, uh, than with the communion service. We Get ready for the area of gifting. That's my emphasis tomorrow and Saturday. We are going to be looking into the gifting, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Just look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 4 to verse 12 and look for what you really want. And that is what we are going to present before the Lord and you will get it in Jesus' name. Shall we read the Lord's prayer together, please? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom, thy power, and thy glory, forever and ever. Shall we lift up our right hand to heaven as we read the grace together? Now, may the God of peace, that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work, to do his will, working in us that which is well-pleased in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory, forever and ever. And turn the sun beside you and read the grace as in Second Corinthians 13, 14 to them. Shall we? To yourself, goodness and mercy. Mm -hmm. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May God remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May He give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. In this new month that we are going in a few minutes, you will shout for joy. You will be victorious in every battle and you will lift up the banners in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the one who makes covenant and fulfills. May he visit his covenant concerning you and fulfill all your dreams. Amen. And may the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and to Jacob at Bethel, may he appear unto you. Amen. May he turn your dreams into the place of visions. Amen. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we pray. There shall be a of blessing, it will fall in your house. <laughs> Please let's remember tomorrow we are starting at seven and God bless you. Please be seated and the ushers will lead you out Robert.